Hey, my name's Helen and you're listening to the Love Mondays Club podcast. If you're a fellow tutor, trainer or coach, then welcome. You're in the right place. Whether you're looking to start, grow or expand your online services, this podcast is for you. My goal is to help you build your business, earn more money and have more fun in this messy muddle we call entrepreneurship. Every Monday, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to help you accelerate your business. From marketing to mindset to money, we'll cover it all. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. So today we're doing things a little bit differently and I have my very first guest on the podcast today. So the first person we're going to be talking to is Kika Mitchell. Over the past few episodes I've been talking a lot about confidence and showing up in your business and showing your face. Now Kika is an Essex-based photographer and I have worked with her a couple of times. She is the lady who has taken my branding photos for me for all of my tutoring business businesses and my coaching business as well. Now I would say that having these professional photos taken was a huge game changer for me, not just in my sort of professional appearance and my consistency online, but it really gave me a huge confidence boost as well. So I wanted to have a chat with her and just talk about our experiences and for her just to share with us why she thinks personal branding is so important and to give us some advice on when to consider doing professional photo shoots and how you can prepare for for them as well and why to be honest they're not something to be worried or scared of and actually a process that you can definitely enjoy so let's jump into today's episode and I hope you find it really helpful well I'm a photographer I specialize in photographing people and that can be branding families commercial work before being a photographer I was in television for up to about 23 years Mm -hmm. so I'm very used to working with brands brands within brands and very image conscious really I think for all types of businesses that transfers to family work so um yeah that's what I do I'll photograph anything and everything (laughs) and that has a message (laughs) perfect that's great Kika a bit of our background we've worked together a couple of times haven't we so you did my first ever personal shoot for my sort of individual tutoring business and then you helped me out with some of my membership stuff as well Uh, I do remember when we first met each other I was and I think this is one of the main reasons we've got you on the podcast today is because I was definitely one of those people who hated having their picture taken. Um, You know, the thought of a personal branding sort of photo shoot filled me with all the fear. I had a very kind best friend who I think got in contact with you. Her words to me were, I've met this lovely woman who has a spaniel. I think you'll get on well with her. (laughs) (laughs) And that was our first introduction. But, you know, to this day, I every all those photos we took, I still use pretty much daily in my business so I think hopefully our chat today is going to be so helpful for other educators or business people out there who are sort of maybe just starting out a little bit on the fence about you know whether it's worth the investment and and really what they can do with it I think first question that's going to be really helpful for people is why do you think that personal branding is such an important thing for people who run their own businesses that's a really good question. I think probably one of the main answers, and you've just touched on it now, is anybody that runs their own small business, shortly after starting their journey, sorry, I hate using that word, but <laughs> shortly after will soon realise that as well as being the accountant, you know, the IT person, the marketing strategist, that all these millions of hats we wear, we also have to be very, very aware now of being content creators. Mm. And as you touched on, 
you know, when I create portfolios for people's branding, if I do it correctly, their photographs will be enough to follow them around for a couple of years. I think I probably said that to you at the time. Mm. With a bit of forward planning, lots of consultation and collaboration between the contributor and the photographer, you can come out with a really, really good gallery that will serve you well for potentially up to two years Mm. you know if your look doesn't change dramatically or you're still living in the same country and whatever yeah I just think this personal branding now it's crucial to Mm. what we do as small business owners and I don't think we all know people buy from people Mm -hmm. and sometimes unless you've seen that person you don't necessarily form a connection or a trust. Mm. You know, I I was looking for a, a nutritionist the other day and I'm on her website and, we, and it was funny actually, without even being aware of what I was doing and the process that I was going through, mm. I went to the About Me page and I'm obviously taking in the branding. She's not a potential client at all. This is mm. for my personal use. And I went to her About Me page and I expected to be met with an image of her because I'm dialing her number wanting to know who's going to pick up the phone. Mm. And I found it really, really hard to find something. And I thought, you can't get away with being invisible anymore. The public are so conscious and image savvy. Mm. And if you don't give them what they want, they will, within six seconds, they've clicked off and they've gone to find somebody that they might like the look of more. Yeah. Why would you take that risk, I think, as a small business owner? Yeah, 100%. I completely agree with you. And like, this is something I always talk about with people who I'm coaching is saying, you know, that your face is your brand at the end of the day. Like it's the, we, we, we recognize like people's faces so much more than we might recognize like logos or things like that. And yeah, I, I think I know looking back on myself, like I definitely hid behind my logo for a long time. Whereas now, like fast forward a few years, my marketing is literally a picture of me And then a bit of supporting text that goes with it. And when people contact me now, especially from my tuition point of view, they never mention my brand name. It's always just, hi, Helen. And if I mention the brand name, they'll even say, who's that? I'm like, oh, no, that's that's me. That's my my business. (laughs) So it's amazing how powerful. As a person who's client facing, you possibly could get away with it a little bit more if you were an accountant five years ago. Mm. But yeah, I think it's everything. And I, I feel a lot of sympathy for people who are starting their business journeys and who loathe their own image because mm. I just think you're putting yourself in an impossible situation mm. aren't you if you yeah. because it's hard enough wearing all those hats if you're not willing to put yourself out there I mean we'll come on to that later right? yeah. and you're going to talk about you know how to prepare for shoots and stuff but I think mm. people have to there are some really straight answers that people will have to give themselves in this world now a hundred percent and I think that's a huge thing we'll definitely talk about it is confidence isn't it I think that's one of the biggest words that comes out with this and yeah people sort of being comfortable with their own image I mean we're sort of talking you know I've talked about how at the beginning of my business I, I didn't really use my own personal image very much um, I had a VA who would try and force me you know she would <laughs> nag me every day like hello if I got a picture of you and I'm like oh not today I need to brush my hair <laughs> it's always- your VA your best friend they were all going yes 
and uh, do you know what like I definitely hid I mean we joked earlier about like us us connecting over the love of spaniels but no joke I hid behind my dog like I posted pictures of her because I mean look if you watch the tv so much marketing contains animals and dogs in particular you know it's a winner isn't it so I definitely hid behind that but at the end of the day Daisy my cocker spaniel was not delivering 11 plus English lessons (laughs) so it was it was totally brand distracting so they're a clever breed but they're not that clever uh, I've questioned that with my dog but So in terms of like professional photos, so let's say somebody is literally just starting their business. They're just starting to get clients. When do you think is a good sort of realistic time for people to think about booking in professional photos? Everybody is slightly more budget conscious now. Mm. So there's no denying, I think, that photography with a professional is an investment. Mm. But it's really, really worth noting that it's a win-win situation. I think Mm. if you're willing to invest in yourself and your brand, the results will speak for themselves. Mm. So at the beginning of of your business journey, it might feel, you know, you'll take a big gulp and think, oh my Mm. gosh, Uncle Bob with his fancy camera can do it better. But seeking out the help of a professional is always going to be worth its weight in gold. I would definitely encourage people once they have their business website or their logo Mm. then consider um getting professional photographs taken Mm. and the reason I say that is because sometimes if you almost went too early Mm. before you had a logo the photographs might take a direction in terms of color or Mm. styling or um presentation that then you might go and get your logo done afterwards and then be like, oh, I really wish I hadn't worn that orange top because Mm -hmm. my brand colour is a really soft teal. You could end up almost not effectively wasting your money, but Mm -hmm. it not being as well spent if you'd have perhaps waited and got all your ducks in a line. So I I do say to people when at the beginning of our consultation processes, which I always do on the phone, have you got any branding logos yet? Have you got Mm -hmm. any ideas? And if they don't, we can do the photos with a view in mind of them being generic enough to slot into what they might have being designed for them but it's wonderful if people know the direction and the platforms that their photographs are going to sit in so Mm -hmm. I would say as early as possible you could have the most amazing logo and a really really snazzy website and everything works really well and it's you know it's really responsive and it's fast and everything's as you want it and then you do have that photograph from a holiday taken by Uncle Bob on his snazzy camera. (laughs) or it could be a picture of you on holiday on the beach which I always cringe when I see people with holiday pictures on LinkedIn for instance there's just no synergy if Mm -hmm. I'm going to you as a tutor for my children but I'm seeing you as in a bikini on your holiday under a palm tree there's going to be a jar there so So I, I just think all of those ducks are in a row it, when they're all in a row. You can also then be worthy of the money that you're asking your clients to part with. Yeah. They already can see, oh, my gosh, yeah, the web, that, that. And, and then they want a part of it because mm. they 
see you're worth investing in. My understanding of what you've said is like you say, you need to have a bit of brand identity like before you go into those photos. Um, and, I, and I think that's totally true. You know, like before I had my little office and my big bright blue wall that's always behind me, you know, I was in the spare room upstairs and like it was fine, but it wasn't quite, I hadn't kind of quite established like what I really yeah. wanted then for my business. So I think that, I think that that's so, so true. And it's so interesting you say about like the holiday photos, because I think this was always my biggest problem is that generally I'm not really a big sort of photo taker of myself anyway and so the only photos I ever had were me like a bit dressed were looking nice anyway were a bit dressed up and on a night out and the reality is I was at like a party I probably had like a drink in my hand or something so there was this weird like trying to get these pictures cropping them and it just it never felt professional it never looked nice so and you're all I think also even if you're at the beginning of your business, the way the algorithm works and the Mm. way news feeds work and everything without intentionally meaning to, you could be sitting next to another tutor or another photographer Mm. or another retail agent, whatever your business is. And if you are at the Christmas party in a low cut top with a massive drink in your hand <laughs> whilst trying to be a client facing, you know, children's brand, you can just lose people so quickly. Mm. Um, yeah. It's something I a hundred percent talk to people about all the time. And I, I talk a lot about sort of, you know, going live and showing your face. And this is kind of almost like the next step up from it. But yeah, it's that kind of, another huge thing I'm always saying to people is smile, you know, like look like you're happy to be there because people will be drawn into that. Like if you have that rabbit in headlights, look on your face it's gonna you know people are gonna feel that they're gonna feel that kind of like bit of fear energy it, it's like getting on the yeah. phone isn't it I'm a I'm such a big believer in getting on the phone mm. with people as soon as possible because if I can talk to them I can convert them mm. um, and that sounds that sounds really heavy handed and I don't mean it to be but <laughs> the minute that we can interact yeah you can hear my smile through my th- through the phone and I can instantly relax you yeah and, and and so so again it's we we have to use these tools that we're given mm. and I I think our faces and our voices and our gestures mm. speak volumes, don't they? Yeah, us, so. 100%. We're almost going into sales tips as well here yes, for you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? I mean, I can't remember the exact like statistics, like sort of percentages off the top of my head, but, you know, only about, what, 10% of our communication is actually done through words. Like the rest of it is body language and tone and things like that. So the more we can kind of put that out there to the world, just like you say, it's going to be so much quicker and easier for us to like build relationships with our clients and things. So I think this leads quite nicely what we're saying here to thinking about like, okay, so if somebody's maybe just starting off, they're thinking, right, I, I kind of know what my brand is. I know my clients and who I'm serving. I want to make my website more professional now, my social media. How do they get ready for a shoot? Because I think that's quite intimidating as well. Yeah, absolutely. I would say there's there's quite a few ways that you can prepare. These can all be done with a photographer. Mm. A photo- if you find the right person for you, and I'm not just speaking for myself, I'm talking for my colleagues in the photography industry, and we all pretty much work in the same way. If you've got a professional again it might that investment might feel like quite a lot at the beginning mm. of your of your career in your new business but what you're actually getting you're not just going to be walking away with the photographs you're going to be getting a full preparation and consultation period mm. where someone is 
either willing to meet you or on the phone, they'll be asking you, how would you like to be photographed? What sort of locations? You know, what? what how many outfit changes would you like? Mm. How your hair? Are you planning to have your hair and makeup done? That So all of it is about having your hand held, really. I don't think anybody needs to be nervous. If they've got the right photographer, the right photographer will make that process really, really easy. But ways to prep would be to think about where they would like their photographs taken, whether that's mm-hmm. indoors or outdoors, which would obviously relate to whatever the nature of their business. Mm. How long they would like their photographs to be around, kind mm. of like longevity that, you know, if this is a massive investment, mm. they might know that they won't be able to repeat a shoot for four years. So they really, really need to future-proof mm. the gallery. And I often say to people, you know, we, we never want to photograph something that's seasonal. There won't be any any Christmas trees. There won't mm. be any Easter <laughs> paraphernalia because no one wants to see that yeah. in autumn or whatever. These pictures have got to be uh, non-seasonal and they've just got to stand the test of time, really. Mm. If you know you're going to have your hair cut, maybe have your photographs taken when it's in a style that you can see yourself sitting with for perhaps two or three years. Yeah. Uh, they're all quite basic things really. And kind of logo <laughs> colours, anything that again, anything that you mm. can supply your photographer in terms of how it's going to how you want your website to look or what it does look like. I also ask people to find Pinterest pages for me. Mm. And I think we did that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Any good photographer will have their own Pinterest boards and in, which can give you ideas and handy tips and things about locations and all sorts of things. There should be a wealth of hacks for you to go to Definitely. that your that your photographer, if they're good, can supply. Mm-hmm. Um, which is again, this is all stuff you're not going to get with Uncle Bob. So with <laughs> sorry if anybody Bob. Uncle Bob. Um, but um so any prep that you can put in, you know. Going through Pinterest is a, a wonderful way to spend an evening, and you know you can, and then you're you're just really really helping out your photographer, and so it just is. It will be a big collaborative process. So any mm-hmm. any prep like that maximizes what you can get from your shoot. I think we did the same when I came to mm-hmm. you. You had a list of stuff that you wanted to get through. We yes. through, we ticked through it. We had Christmas jumpers on there because you <laughs> knew you were going to be doing some content that that was going to be around Christmas, your Christmas campaign. You know, you, you can really, really maximize mm-hmm. what you can get from your shoot. And then that, as we know, it's all about repurposing content. That yeah. content can just be reused and reused Mm. always got something fresh to say with a slightly different slant and so the investment pays dividends yeah a hundred percent I mean I I was um, I'm glad you mentioned that because when you were talking I had a sudden flashback to this big checklist that I had and yeah like you say going through Pinterest was so useful because it wasn't just like this is the style I like it was also this is what I don't like like this I don't want to look like this I don't like this pose yeah it was almost like a nice little testing ground and and definitely like I think for educators we are certainly seasonal and we we often we often rinse and repeat things throughout the year like we know if we're going to be doing certain courses at certain times so yeah I mean I, I still remember that Christmas picture we took because I think the photo shoot we did was in like June or July? I think it was July and it was baking. It was hot. so hot. And yeah. I just remember standing there in this like wool Christmas jumper <laughs> praying we got a good picture really quick. 
exactly. That's so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? And and especially now, because we're all slightly more budget conscious than we were perhaps a year ago. Mm. If you're doing your research and coming across photographers that aren't willing to let you give them a list mm. or cover as much as you want, maybe that they can afford to be discerning. There are a lot of photo- branding photographers out there. So, you know, make sure you look around and check out their About Me pages and, and get to know. And, and again, that's a process in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're all punters. And as you're clicking through, you might just not like the look of somebody. Mm. And that's a good lesson to be aware of, of why you're making that mm. decision as a future client. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think as well, when you're looking for like doing research, like a bit of competitor research is always helpful as well like what what's the sort of style that other people are going for and yeah like you say I mean like I always say to people like you're not you're not going to please everybody you're not going to be able to attract the, like everybody and work with everybody and that's fine but I think I remember talking to you about this like one of the big things for me was I didn't want to be too corporate but I equally didn't want to be too kind of kiddie if that's the right word to use too relaxed yeah so it was a a fine balance isn't there yeah because like I I know my target audience I know who I sort of want to work with in terms of families and it's not kind of either end of that spectrum it is just somewhere in the middle so it was it it was amazing sort of how much planning and and thought went into it but like from the perspective of somebody who was very nervous about it like I, I certainly was a bit scared before we did it that whole process totally relaxed me and and I think as well when you like you said earlier when you you run your own business you are you've got all the hats and and it can really encourage quite a <laughs> I don't want to use a different phrase but I'll use I'll use, I'll use it for myself like control freak you know like because I'm I you know I do everything I do my accounts my marketing my teaching my lesson planning everything's under my control so in some ways doing the photo shoot and having a professional like yourself doing it kind of almost was one of those rare moments in my business where I could sit back and be like this is actually not my responsibility like it's her job to make me look good I just have to do as I'm told you know which is like liberating when you're always the one who's the boss in your own business so that in itself kind of relaxed me and really helped me just to you know have a cup of coffee and a chat something just occurred to me as you're saying that when you when when prospective clients are talking to their prospective photographer it's worth actually perhaps mentioning what happens if I don't like the photographs Mm, yeah because that is a very real pain point for a lot of my clients whether they're branding uh, clients or whether they're family a lot of my family shoots are books by mums who are never in the photographs and they're desperate to be in the photographs but they're also really image conscious Mm. Um, if I don't like how I look Mm. this is a very real question it's really worth saying what happens if I get my gallery back and I don't like them and I know from my perspective if you don't like them you don't that's fine you don't have to buy them I would never I, I asked for a session fee in advance a booking fee but there's no pressure to buy mm-hmm. and I, th- I just think that's again because that could give prospective clients reassurance before yeah. they're going into a branding shoot you're perfectly within your rights to check every um definitely, definitely. and I think another thing we, we've touched on here as well I think would be really helpful for people is because it might be people listening to this who are sort of thinking <laughs> okay this all sounds great you know I can see how it's going to help my brand but I just I just maybe don't like the way I look or I hate being a 
front of the camera. I don't feel like I've got the confidence to do it. So what would you what would you say to those people to sort of encourage them? I mean, I said when we started off, I think I said it's really, really hard if you mm. are one of that sounds very brutal. I now think it's actually I was a bit harsh. But <laughs> I don't think there's any escaping the fact that we are the faces of our businesses. Mm. And if my, my partner has just launched his own business after being in a corporate world for years mm-hmm. and years. And he's had to put his big boy pants on sort of thing. <laughs> and he's he's now got his photo, his headshot on his WhatsApp picture. He's got mm. his own, and those are his personal thing, you know, so ev- there's a synergy across everything. So I think you have to be really open with yourself about how willing you are going to be to use your own image within your branding. Mm. And if if you're, Im- if you're so image, image conscious that you know you're not, there are limitations on that, mm. then you're going to have to set boundaries quite early on within mm. your, your business which might actually limit your business. But those are those are things that people have to take on board, I think. But if you are nervous, then it's imperative that you find a good photographer. I'm not a magician. I can't wipe away people's nerves, but I can definitely hold their hand, if need be, offer them a glass of Prosecco at 10 in the morning <laughs> to help relax them. <laughs> but it's, you know, also when we were on our shoot, it was such a team process that I was showing you the back of the camera Mm. and you had certain things that you were slightly conscious of so we Mm. worked around those and I needed to make sure I was going in the right direction Mm. and I think there has to be a real mutual respect and a a mutual honesty between people Mm. so I would I would hope if people were really nervous they would let me know that in advance so I I am able to Mm. do my job and my job to get the best result of them looking the best version of themselves yeah and so there has to be a mutual vulnerability with that and you know what you you've just said something there that reminded me and you know what isn't this amazing how our mindset changes and how we forget these things so when you just mentioned about me being self-conscious about things there was a little part of me that was like was that and then I realized it was so for some people listening you know for others you might not know so I've got a sort of physical disability and it means that like my bones don't quite grow the right length and things like that and one thing I've always been super self-conscious of is my hands and I remember Kiki when we first got together me saying to you like oh, I don't want my hands in the pictures you know like no close-ups anything like that and do you know what? I think that for people who feel a bit nervous or a bit sort of lacking in confidence with their image, which I definitely did. And I know some people listening might think, Helen, your face is everywhere. Like, don't pretend you're shy. <laughs> but I used to be. And I used to be so self-conscious of my hands and my body and things like that. And yet having those photos taken, I'll be honest with you, Kika, I, I almost had a bit of a tear in my eye when I looked at them because I was like, it filled me with so much confidence. And I was like, you know, I don't actually look that bad. <laughs> Do you know, I look professional. Like the pictures are so nice. I could never have taken something like this. And now, you know, we're, we're recording this on Zoom. My hands are flying everywhere. Yeah, I, I do Facebook lives now to groups of thousands of people, and I'm pointing at things and moving my hands. And like, it's amazing. I, I had actually forgotten about that conversation we have. Mm. So. I think this is the thing that it's it's a weird kind of irony. It's that whole thing, isn't it? You've got to step out of your comfort zone t- to move forward, I think, with yeah. your mindset with these things. And yeah, for, and it for me, it's quite like, a healing process. I yeah. think if it's done correctly, and again, that's why 
you're paying a professional. It's yeah. like I could homeschool my kids and we could all go bonkers <laughs> and they could get terrible results. Or I could come to you or, you know, I could like try and life coach myself and end up on Valium or I could come to you. Um, and it's the photograph. I think kind of we all do what we do. Yeah. For a and, and part of I've, I've spent a long time in, in television, as I mentioned, and part of photography is also it's about posing, especially on mm. branding shoots. And that's not posing like that it's, it's clever posing which allows your body to create shapes that are flattering and it mm. doesn't and it's not changing your body it's just enhancing what we have yeah. and that's what you that's one of the things you're paying for when you yeah. hire someone who knows what they're doing so. exactly for people who are just starting out what would you say what's like your one piece of advice for people who run their own businesses to to stay sane and enjoy what they do <laughs> I mean, there are lots, aren't there, as I'm sure you have lots. (laughs) One thing I would do, and I still try and do now, and I mentioned it to my partner, which reminded me the other day, is when I first started off, I tried to do one thing every day that helped me learn or drove my business forward. Mm -hmm. And and that, that thing could be absolutely minuscule or it could be massive. It could be enrolling on a course, not actually doing the course, but enrolling on the course or doing a whole other issue. Yeah. <laughs> or doing some content planning or booking an appointment or making a call or reading an email. Just mm-hmm. but just one thing. And I think it's it's habit making and habit mm-hmm. forming. And it just makes you feel like you're moving forward yeah and there's just one thing I'd really like to share as well I went on a retreat in the summer at the start of the retreat one of my photographer friends she put a glass kilner jar in front of everybody and we then had lots of pieces of paper just dotted around the place that we were staying in and she said rather than talk about the goals that we want to do going forward Mm. as the few days carry on I want everybody to jot down things that they love about the people here so it could and it was a really nice way of also rather than always looking forward mm. and being goal driven and right I, I want to get to x amount of sales or I want to get that course nailed or I want this client to book mm-hmm. it was about remembering all of the amazing qualities and being in the moment now that mm-hmm. we are now that we're living and we're showing mm-hmm. and I just thought that was a really nice thing to stay yeah. present. remember that we're quite cool as we are right now, <laughs> even as we're growing I love that. I I think that's so true. I think it's so, especially when you're ambitious and you've got big goals and dreams, you just, you live in the future. You live in these, and and you do. I think sometimes you put your happiness on it and you think I will be happy when I can relax when, and I, and I see this so much with people who run their own businesses. And yeah, I think trying to be present, like it's a, it's a skill. It's a habit. You have to force yourself to do it. It doesn't necessarily come naturally to us. So fantastic. That's a lovely advice thank you so much for coming on the podcast Kika um it was so lovely for you to be here hopefully we've got lots of tips for people and they found it really helpful if people wanted to contact you Kika where could they find you if they wanted some more information about branding pictures well my website is Kika Mitchell Photography and I'm on Instagram Kika Mitchell Photography again so slide into my DMs <laughs> believe I'm saying that as a <laughs> is that even legal um yeah so um I'm I'm at all those places and Fabulous. I would love to hear from anybody and even if even if people just wanted to check in just for a chat and then they decide that I'm not the right person that's 
that's all good too. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. For more information and support from today's episode, head over to the show notes at lovemondaysclub.co.uk. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.